Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hi, everyone. My name is Kristen. I am a librarian with Maricopa County, and I am joined today by Lynn, and I'm a librarian here as well. Today, we are going to talk about romanticy. Um, romanticy is one of the hottest trends in books these days, thanks to Book Talk. It is a blend of romance with beats of fantasy, from the dark to the paranormal to high fantasy to historical. A couple things to think about is the uh, Fourth Wing, very popular right now, as well as the always popular Court of Thorn and Roses series. The major difference between in the fantasy genre versus a romanticy genre is the romance and fantasy and the fantasy with romance and how it is prevalent to the story arc. Did you read a lot of fantasy when you were a kid? Well, when I was a kid in the Dark Ages, there <laughs> there wasn't a lot of fantasy available. There was The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, but there really wasn't a ton of fantasy for children and teens. Mm. Um, probably the one of the first fantasy books I read was Dealing with Dragons by Patricia Reedy. Oh, fun. Yeah. I always struggled with fantasy because world building is always overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. I lose interest. <laughs> so. well, some authors do world building very well yes. and others not so much. Yeah, and I think as I have gotten older in being a fan of YA, I love the romantic element in fantasy. It kind of mm-hmm. drags me along, keeps me inter- entertained, I should say. Um, did you want to start with uh, one of your books today that you'd like to talk about? So the first book I wanted to talk about was Beauty by Robin McKinley. This was one of the first fairy tale retellings. And it's also one of the reasons I never wanted to watch Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Because oh. I like this book so much. Um, and it is the story of Beauty and her two sisters and their father. And of course, the father loses his money. One of the sisters loses her fiance. He was on one of the ships. And the other one has fallen in love with a shipbuilder who wants to go to the country to be a blacksmith. So they move to the country to be a blacksmith living near the forest with an enchanted stream. Nobody drinks out of the stream. They all use the well. And surprisingly, they all adapt to living in the country very well. And then, of course... Like in the fairy tale, the father gets noticed that one of his ships has come back. He goes uh, back to town and asks his daughters if they want anything. They say no, and Beauty feels bad about that, so she asks him for a rose. And, of course, he has a magical castle, takes the rose, encounters the beast, who gives him a month and sends him with the rose. And Beauty takes his place and goes to this enchanted castle. And I think that's what I really loved in the story when I read it as a teen was this enchanted castle that the lights lit up as she walked down the hallway. The castle readjusted itself to wherever she was. She has these two attendants that she can, she learns to hear them, but she can't see them. And they argue because they want to put her in like beautiful dresses and she doesn't want to wear them. (laughs) Because she's very scholarly. She loves to study. Yes. That's her thing. 
And she is not a beauty in this book. In this book, um, her and her sisters all have um, names that are qualities of things. And her name is actually, um, I think it is Honor. Oh. And she asks her father when she's young what her name means. And he tells her. And she says, well, I'd rather be beauty. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> And cute. so she's known as beauty, even though she's not as beautiful as her two sisters. Okay. So she meets the beast. And like in the fairy tale, he asks her every night will you marry me? And, of course, we all know how it ends. Yes. But I think I also liked, um, because she liked to read, the Beast has a library that has books not just from her world, but also in the future. Oh, that is very different from so the So, like, a Sherlock Holmes or things like that. And I think I like this, too, because when I was younger, I remember watching a Hallmark movie that had George C. Scott in it as the Beast. And um, in the traditional fairy tales, the sisters are not very nice. Mm-hmm. And in this book, they were nice. Oh. So I will say it has a very quick ending. Like, I feel like we spent this time and then whoosh, <laughs> quick ending. And I did uh, research a little bit about the fairy tale Beauty and the Beast. It's from the 1700s. And the beast has an elephant's nose. Oh, very different from the movie. <laughs> and she has six brothers and sisters, and her sisters are not very nice either. But this book, um, they said that the Disney version of Beauty and the Beast owes a lot to this book because she has a horse, like in the yeah. movie, sort of the enchanted magical servants. There's the rose. Mm-hmm. And I also think one of the favorite part, my favorite parts of this book is when she gets her horse, Greatheart, to come to the beast, and Greatheart does not want to do it, but he does it for beauty. Mm-hmm. And how that touches the beast, that this living thing would actually come to him. That's, that's awesome. I have never read Beauty, so I will have to give this a chance because I am a, I'm a big fan of fairy tale retellings. So I'm definitely going to have to give this a chance. And I grew up with Beauty and the Beast, the Disney movie. So it's very interesting that she had siblings and stuff because I've never, I never would have thought of Beauty having siblings. <laughs> so that's kind of a fun element to it as well. And I also like the that her dad's like a shipping mom. mom uh, Mongol. Mongol. And right. instead of a crazy inventor. That's a fun twist to it. Well, in this story, her father had grown up, I think, came up in the business as a shipwright and then became a merchant. Okay. So when they go to the country, he's, he does build furniture. That's what he does. Uh, well, yeah, that makes sense because so he's no little, longer by the, by the yeah. sea, so he had to find something else to do. Kind of a tie-in to your Disney movie. The, to the Disney movie. <laughs> it's funny, I actually watched the movie the other night. <laughs> because I realized I had not seen it in a while. And a lot of things I just don't remember being in that movie. It's amazing how that happens when it's been 20, 20 years since you last watched something. But no, I'll have, to, I'll have to read that and get back to you on it. Um, so I would like to discuss... Um, all my books today are actually, surprise, surprise, teen or young adult... Um, but next I wanted to discuss Red Queen by Victoria, and I'm going to butcher her last name, Aveyard, Aveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I originally 
was drawn to the Red Queen series because the cover on it is absolutely stunning. It is just a tiara drenched in blood. I do judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not ashamed to admit it. And she hooked me <laughs> just with her cover alone. Uh, Red Queen follows uh, Mayor Barrow, who lives in a world that is divided by blood. You have those with common red blood that runs in their veins who serve the silver-blooded elite. These are individuals who are gifted with superhuman abilities. Uh, You have individuals who can control lightning, electricity, fire, um, there's really violent ones who are able to actually control your thoughts and movements. So you have absolutely no control over your body. There, the queen has the ability to go into your mind and see everything that you've done. So you can't lie to her because she can just go in and you know, see what you did, what your actions were. And I think she has the ability, if I remember correctly, to see what you're planning on doing as well, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is very interesting because, you know, it, you never just want to be questioned by the queen. Um, that reminds me of the lunar queen from Melissa Myers, mm-hmm. Cinder, that they can manipulate oh, right. what you see, manipulate your thoughts, kind of very similar. You're right, yeah. That was a Cinder's also a fantastic series. Um, Mare is red blood. She grew up in the, oh, I can't remember what it was called. Anywho, she she grows up. Uh, One day, her sister, who is fantastic at sewing and does all of these beautiful clothing and jewelry pieces and stuff, helps her into the city to pickpocket because her friend is coming up for conscription, serving in the war, which is just a death sentence. Like, you don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, while she's there, the Red Guard, come, which is the revolution, comes in and causes a lot of problem. And she is put in a position where she is able to create lightning um, from her fingertips. And it's very confusing because she bleeds red. She is a red. And all of a sudden, the silver elite are having to figure out how are we going to justify this? So they come up with the story that she's long lost daughter from this general, this family line that passed away, and she's thrown into this world. She's promised to one of the princes for marriage. She has to behave, learn how to become a member of society, all while trying to help the revolution um, rise. And it's just, it's just a really great, it's a really great first book. There are actually five books in the series. I highly recommend the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will keep you from beginning to end. Um, they're available, um, physical book, um, ebook, e-audiobook, both on Libby and Hoopla. Just a really great fun series. A quick read too. Does she fall in love with one of the princes? So, Or yeah. a member of the Red Guard? So, so the person she's trying to save from conscription, her friend, she does have feelings for him, but she's never admitted those feelings, mm. which is why she's trying to save his life. They've always been together. It's kind of like um, Katniss and um, Gale in Hunger Games, where they've always been together, and it's always kind of like a will they, won't they. So she's always had feelings for him. But then she's promised to the younger brother, Prince, who is the half-brother because his mother is the second wife. And um, she's promised to him for marriage because the older Prince is obviously 
the first in line and he's already promised to somebody else. Um, but while she's learning how to become in- integrated into society and to, per- you know, hide who she really is, of course, the older prince is very empathetic to her and you start to become a little budding relationship there. So you see the problem mm-hmm. of the betrothed versus right versus the prince but she knows she can't because he's betrothed to somebody else and yeah it's just love triangle (laughs) which is always popular in teen books (laughs) all right well my second book was goose girl by shannon hale and this is an older title as well and i should let you know that um it is available on Libby in e-audio and e-book and Hoopla on e-audio and Beauty is available in e-book and e-audio on Hoopla as well. Um, And Goose Girl is another retelling of a fairy tale by Shannon Hale. And interestingly, at the end of the audiobook, there was an interview with her and she said growing up they had a book of fairy tales. The first book was Cinderella and the second book was Goose Girl. And so when she was in her graduate writing program, she decided she wanted to rewrite Goose Girl because there's a lot of um, holes in the fairy tale. Like she's going to this other kingdom to marry a prince. She is traveling alone with her, like, I don't know what you call her, her maid. And the maid says, well, I'm going to be the the princess. And she's like, okay. (laughs) So it's sort of like a weird. Okay. (laughs) It's it's weird. plot when you read the fairy tale you think wow there are some real holes in this plot (laughs) so in goose girl uh, people can speak the language everything has a language so animals have a language the wind has a language fire has a language and there's also uh, like a people speak like being able to talk to people and get them to think the way you think so the um young girl in this story um they call her Annie she she has she doesn't know what her gift is she's spoken and she can't when she's born she can't speak and her aunt comes to her and her aunt can speak the language of animals so she teaches her how to listen to the birds okay but she doesn't have the gift of speaking to people which her mother has so she's never even though she's the firstborn she's never can live up to her mother's Oh. expectations oh, no. and she's supposed to be the the person that runs the kingdom and she finds out that no her mother is having her marry someone in the kingdom the next kingdom and her brother is going to take the crown <gasps> and she is sent with her maid and a guard to the kingdom um, but her guard and oh she can also speak to her horse Oh, okay. Because when he's born, she's there when he's born, and she hears his name. And because she hears his name, she can think in her head to her horse. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so she there's a she's overthrown on the way there, and the her maid takes her place. She escapes with her life. She gets to the kingdom, and of course she she goes to try and say, "I'm the princess," and her maid is there, and oh, she no. thinks, "Oh no, I'll, I'll never be able to." tell them so she gets a job as the goose as a goose girl working for the king and discovers that she has the gift also of speaking to wind so she can gather wind and use it like a weapon 
That's cool. And then um, as she's the goose girl, she meets this young man who she thinks is the guard. And of course, turns out to be the prince. So it's a really interesting retelling, and it's part of a series that she wrote. And she said she never intended to write them as a series. Mm -hmm. So the next one is called Edna Burning. And Edna is a friend that she meets. Um, she's forest born, and she meets her as, as she's a goose girl. And Edna has the ability for fire, and it's like a drug. So she, oh. she wants to use it all the time. So they have to, to learn to balance that. So it's like <laughs> each book, I think, is like with a different... Uh, a different language, so to speak. So um, I would say the first book is good. I would say it's not probably as strong as the other books in the series, but okay. just an interesting kind of uh, look at this fantasy. And there is the romance, and there's more romance than the other books, too. Is like they're young, like there's all the young people she grows up with, and as they sort of pair off yeah. with each other in each of the books. So it almost sounds like in each book they're mastering an element. Yeah, kind of. Earth, wind, fire. Yeah, yeah. sort of Water. like that. And I think, kind of fun. I think the last one is like the language to talk to plants. Oh, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. So very interesting if you have a chance to read it. Also a beautiful cover. It is a nice cover. <laughs> and I, uh, when this book came out, I didn't realize it had come out in 88. It's an older oh, book. Wow. For those of you on BookTok, I'm saying sell this book, please. Um, <laughs> Let's bring it back. Yes. And... It was right after Drew Barrymore had come out with her Cinderella movie. And I was like, this needs to be a movie, too. <laughs> Drew Barrymore was in a Cinderella movie? Yeah, she did, like, a retelling of Cinderella. I did not know that. I'm yeah. going to have to go look this up after this, co- awesome. after this conversation. I have. <gasps> I thought I'd seen all the versions of Cinderella. <laughs> no, I think it's Ever After is what it was called. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember that one? Yes. Wow, my brain just went completely blank. That's, like, one of my favorite versions. <laughs> I was thinking of her like being younger, like younger, no. younger. And I was like, she has a movie of Cinderella when she was a child? Okay, wow. Brain fart. <laughs> All these fairy, you know, fairy tale retellings are so popular now. There's so mm-hmm. many. You get kind of like, oh, not another one. They do kind of blend so together. So some of the original ones are kind of interesting because they are the original retellings mm-hmm. of stories. Yeah. 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 All right, what you got for me? Next, I want to talk about Caraval by um, Stephanie Garber also teen. <laughs> I, I love me some YA. Um, Carval is book one in the Carval series, a trilogy actually. So there's three books total. Um, these are also available as a physical book checkout. You can get them as an ebook, e-audio book on Libby and Hoopla. Um, just whatever fills your fancy. Um, this one's kind of a different romanticy. So it tells the story of the sisters Scarlet and Tella who live with a very powerful and cruel father on a very tiny island that they have never left. Um, Scarlet's father has decided that he's going to arrange a marriage for her with an older gentleman that she has never met and she doesn't have anything to say about it. She just has to do it. He threatens to punish her little sister. That's what mm-hmm. he does. <laughs> he's not a nice man. Um, she thinks that her dreams of seeing Caraval are going to be gone because when she's married off, she's not going to have a chance to ever do go to Caraval, which is a far away once a year performance where audi- where the audience um, participates in the show. Um, but this year she's surprised because she 
wakes up one morning to an invitation for both her and her sister to join this year's carnival. She decides to take the risk and sneaks out in the middle of the night with her sister about two weeks before her wedding is supposed to occur. Um, They meet a sailor on the shore who is reluctant at first to help them, but then she's able to convince him to help them get over to the the island where Caraval takes place. Upon arrival, her sister is automatically like taken away and kidnapped, and she discovers that the entire, it's a five-night um, event, the entire thing revolves about, around her sister being kidnapped, and the first person to find her wins wins the prize, and it's all put together by a mastermind by the name of Legend, that nobody knows what he looks like, if it's even a he or a she, um, what, you know, he's a shapeshifter, so he can, he could be a person that's helping you. So with the help of the sailor, who I'm completely blanking on the name, they set out to try to find her sister. Mm-hmm. And she meets a lot of chances, of opportunities where she has to make a decision between her love for her sister and her growing love for this new sailor that she's met. Mm-hmm. And then the responsibility of returning back to the island with her father to fulfill the arranged marriage. Because if she doesn't, should her sister be rescued, be it by her or somebody else, the father could still be aggressive and mean and possibly kill her younger sister and it's just it was a very fun fast-paced fantasy for me and there was a lot of choices and it's very much a world where you go in knowing that you can't trust anybody everything comes with a price and it's kind of like making a wish with a genie like you'd be like i never want to be hungry again and then it like the the result is like you're always thirsty <laughs> or something right. like it's gonna backfire on you no matter what right. um this was also one I'm I, again the cover is just absolutely stunning mm. um and again it's seeing a huge a huge flux in popularity again I want to say it came out in the mid 2000s which is so yeah. funny to say well, <laughs> I think I read it because all right I think I read it because I had a teen that recommended it for mm-hmm. me yeah I need to finish it so I've read the first book twice now I need to I need to read the other two books because when I first mm-hmm. read it the first book was the only one that was available but now books two and three are all out and they're all mm-hmm. in all the formats so I need to make the commitment and actually read books two and three because I believe um book two is legacy and book is three is finale so I feel like it's gonna wrap up really nice okay yeah well my uh last book is called half a soul this is a teen book but it is a regency period fantasy Mm -hmm. so it's about young um Theodora and she's called Adora in the book and it starts off with her by a water and um, this fairy called Hollowvale, who it wants to take her soul. Oh. And so he's in the process of taking her soul when her cousin sneaks up behind and stabs him in the leg with a <gasps> pair of, of steel and iron embroidery scissors. So oh, wow. iron and fairies do not go together. Not a good mix. So then we fast forward to the future. And because she only has half a soul, she's not... She doesn't have emotions like normal people would have. Oh, okay. And she's not very good at um, reacting properly in social situations. I understand that 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So her cousin Vanessa is sent to London to find a husband. 
and Dora goes with her. And Vanessa has a, a secondary, or her primary motive actually, is not to find a husband, but she wants to find who uh, the young man who's called the Lord Sorcier. Oh, fancy. Yeah, it's very fancy. Lord <laughs> Sorcier. I'm just like, call him Sorcerer, please. Um, and to try to cure her cousin. Okay. Uh, and Dora stumbles into him when she's in a bookshop, and she looks in the mirror, and she can see something that happened in the future. So his name is Elias Wilder. He's handsome, but also very rude. Oh. <laughs> uh, very, very rude. Oh. And he's intrigued by her because he insults her, and instead of reacting as a normal like young woman would... It's no big deal for her. She gives it oh. right back to him. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> so it's kind of their uh, their story, and uh, and then at the end, there's at the end of the I listened to the audiobook. At the end of the audiobook, there was a special story about how he became the Lord Sorcier. Okay. In the book, and um, so it has fairies in it. It has magic. It has Regency time period. It has romance. So it's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. It, it has something ch- for everyone. It is. It's part of a tr- uh, trilogy. Um, and it did remind me of another teen Regency mystery that was called um, Sorcery and Cecilia or the Enchanted Chocolate Pot. Oh. I need and an that, Enchanted Chocolate Pot. <laughs> and that book is by Patricia Reedy, who is one of the first fantasy authors that I read. And um, it is... N- we don't have it. It's no longer available in print, but it is available on, on Hoopla and oh, okay. on Libby. And Half a Soul is also available um, on Libby. Okay. And that one is a uh, the Sorcery and Cecilia are about two cousins, Catherine and Kate, um, and magic, an enchanted chocolate pot, a magician. Romance, dresses, manners, and love. <laughs> everything so, you need. Everything involved. So all of you that love Jane Austen, okay, like these are books for you. Highly recommend. Highly recommend them. Sad day that Sorcery and Cecilia is out of print, but I'm glad that it's on Libby. I know. You book talkers, do your thing. <laughs> bring this book series back. We need to bring it back to print. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, last but not least, I want to talk about The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Another teen, shocker. Um, I will read anything written by Holly Black. I love Holly Black. She does fantastic character building, world building, and I just appreciate everything that she does. Um, Cruel Prince is book one in a five book series, and they actually have telenovelas, which is kind of cool. You know, little 1.5, 2.5. I always appreciate when they expand. I love character development. (laughs) Um, But the the bulk of the the series is uh, five books total. This one is also available as a physical checkout as well as ebook and e-audiobook on Libby and Hoopla. I like to, I like to cover all of my bases. Um, Cruel Prince follows the story of Jude. I just realized all of my main characters are female. I guess that's pretty average in romance and fa- well, fantasy mm-hmm. now. But mm-hmm. yeah, so follows the story of Jude, who was seven years old when her parents were murdered, and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairies. Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong there, despite her mortality. 
But many of the Fae despise humans and are starting to challenge and threaten her because, you know, they live forever. And so they see mortality as a huge weakness. Um, It's very much a coming of age story that explores many themes of power and identity. Um, There's the love for her sisters, but then there is a love interest in the form of the cruel prince affair. So that's also a big no, no. Yeah. That's also a big no, no because humans and fairies don't mix like your iron and fairies don't (laughs) mix. And so there's a lot that happens between them and their relationship. Uh, Another one I highly recommend. (laughs) She's written, Holly Black has written a lot of books. She has. I do love Holly Black. Yeah. Yeah. I got into her, I want to say she had some supernatural books that, again, her covers drew me in first. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she had a couple of uh, supernatural books that I really enjoyed. And then um, I found the Cruel Prince series. And I think I've read all of them, but the last book, I didn't realize there was a fifth book. So there's been a new book. So I'm going to have to do a (laughs) reread. My ever-growing TBR will never die. (laughs) Well, and fairies can be very malicious Mm -hmm. and malevolent and not sweetness and light. Yeah, fairies are having a huge comeback right now. And I have to say it's probably Court of Thorn and Roses series has really brought Mm -hmm. back fairies. I'm also seeing an increase in vampires again. Oh, my goodness. Not Twilight vampires, but (laughs) Anne Rice vampires. Oh, my goodness. So... Yeah, so okay. I I feel like the romanticy is gonna slowly make a shift from fa- uh, fairy fae lore over mm-hmm. back into vampires, and then of we'll course. probably see werewolves usually come up, and then the zombies will be back. <laughs> no, I want my Regency fantasy. <laughs> no vampires, please. <laughs> come on, book talk. Let's make Regency fantasy a, a, thing. a thing again. Let's bring it back. You would think. Bridgerton, I feel like it is coming back. Right, and you think all the... So many women love Jane Austen Mm -hmm. and that time period. And there's a lot of mysteries or even just romance set in... Most romances are set in Bridgerton. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. Regency fantasy could be a thing. We'll make it a thing. (laughs) Okay. Maybe our next podcast, we'll just talk all about Regency (laughs) fantasy. Let's bring back tea time. (laughs) We already have the title. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you for tuning in today. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.